What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Stakes Aside podcast. I am your host, Jones. Uh, I want to welcome all the new listeners. If this is your first time listening, please go to SoundCloud, uh, follow uh, the Stakes is High podcast, and you will get all my updates. If you are listening to from whatever listening device you're from, please go to your uh, app store and you can download the SoundCloud app and, you know, follow those instructions and just find me there and you will see all previous episodes currently, you know, I think I have probably uh, maybe 16 episodes. So I have a wide range of different types of episodes that you can listen to. So uh, please do that and enjoy. And welcome back to the, you know, the listeners that come uh, every, every week. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening. I want to give a special shout out to James. Uh, hey, man, I really appreciate you being on the last episode. Uh, had a good time, man. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to uh, give me my first installment of my three-part series of self-made business owners. Uh, I really appreciate it, you know, you, um, you know, being very transparent to your upbringing and talking about just the structure on how you started your business. So I really appreciate it. Uh, a lot of individuals out there, you know, he gave you some opportunity of possibly a new career. So, you know, please go listen to that episode. He gives you um, some a website to where you can go and apply and, you know, try to make some good money. So once again, thank you, James. All right. This is my second installment of the self-made series. I have a very beautiful guest here. Very intelligent guest. She's very flexible. <laughs> uh, I have uh, a friend of mine that I've, I guess we can call ourselves friends. Absolutely. We've, all right. We've known each other for a, f- a few weeks now. Yeah. Um, I, I've come, I, I, teach a C, I teach CPR and I taught a CPR class at a, a dentist's office and um me and this individual show up together and neither one of us knew where we were going, but, you know, I had a successful class and at the end of the class, she gave me her card and said, can you teach at my, you know, come teach at my business. And, uh, I have some individuals that need to be CPR certified. So I did came to her studio and, you know, she, after the class kind of told me a little bit of her story and I was like, Hey, can you be on my podcast? Cause it sounds very interesting. So, my next guest, Olivia. What's going on? Hi, Ferris. How are you? I'm good. How you doing? Excellent. Thank you. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Excited <laughs> to be here. This good. is my very first podcast. So. Sweet, sweet. She just started podcasting. You just started listening yeah, to podcasts. I just started so. listening to podcasts, That's too. good. That's yeah. good. So yeah. um, for individuals probably asking and wondering what she does, she teaches yoga. She teaches yoga at Body Space Yoga and Wellness. Yes, sir. Um, where can they find you? Where else can they check you out? Like, just looking. Um, we have a website. It's www.bodyspaceindy.com. You can follow us on Facebook at backslash or backslash bodyspaceindie, and you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at bodyspaceindie. Cool. Um, Instagram, anything like that? Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, website. It's our social media for right now. Sweet, sweet. Okay. Um, I'm, we're here in the studio now. I uh, where are you guys located? 
We are at 1315 Shelby Street, Suite B. So it's the middle entrance. Um, it's the old Domi style furniture building in Fountain Square. So people usually recognize it from that. Cool, cool. Yeah, we're here in Fountain Square. Uh, this one, it's, I, it's crazy because when I first came down to teach CPR, this new area, it's, uh, it's up and coming. It's, it's pretty sweet down here. Very up and coming. So let's talk about it. How'd you... Tell me about yourself. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, I want to, of course, get into how you, you know, started the business and everything like that. Right, so, right. Absolutely. Uh, well, I'm about to be 32 years old. My birthday's actually on Wednesday. <laughs> I keep forgetting. Okay. Um, Happy and birthday. Thank you. I grew up in Minnesota and Iowa. Um, actually, I moved to the U.S. when I was four years old. And from South Korea. So I was fortunate enough to become adopted. So I was adopted by two very beautiful people that actually adopted me and my biological brother. So they went from zero children to two children pretty quickly. And so I grew up between Minnesota and Iowa. And I was always a bundle of energy. So um, my mom put me in dance and gymnastics. And so I pursued dance for about 10 years. And then I was kind of at the point where I had to decide between being a dancer or having a regular childhood. And I think my mother helped me make that decision and she wanted me <laughs> to have a regular how, childhood. How was that being, you know, being adopted? Um, and I, I want to do a podcast on this, so maybe you can yeah, come back. Absolutely. But I want to talk about being adopted and just, you know, talking about, you know, adapting to the cultures. I know you were only four, mm-hmm. but... How'd you, Iowa in Minnesota, and you being yeah. Korean, how was yeah. that? Because I don't know of the, the culture, I mean, was it a culture shock? Now, were you adopted by, um, to, were you adopted by white parents? Yes, or? my parents oh, okay. are white. Okay, yes. all right. Yes. I mean, Minnesota, Iowa. That's yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, my mom's from Chicago and my dad is from Alabama. So I kind of get the best of both worlds. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. How, well, my question is, how was that like culturally? Like, have you tried to tap back into your, you know, your Korean roots? Oh, and, absolutely. Okay, yeah. yeah um, so I guess to preface, my parents were pretty big hippies when they were younger. So they've always been interested in buddhism and yoga and more eastern philosophies and ways of thinking so my mom i guess decided that she wanted to adopt kids from asia and then you know when everything was said and done it ended up being a boy and a girl from korea so we came over and i was four so yeah there was definitely a language barrier um i spoke korean when i came over so i think there was a few days where we all spent time with the translator and i would say things to the translator and then the translator would translate it in english to my parents and then yeah, back and you're forth four. you're four <laughs> yeah so yeah so all straight korean like only korean um but yeah i mean i think being that young you just adapt to whatever situation you're thrown into so um i learned english in six months so pretty fast. Mm. I unfortunately don't speak Korean anymore, which is really sad. You lost it. I can order food. That's about it. <laughs> I can say hello. <laughs> yes, hello. The basics. But that's yeah. dope. That's dope. Thank um, you. So let's go into the let's fast forward into Yeah. You being here in Indianapolis. Okay. What brought you here, you know, 
What? <laughs> Why does everybody yeah. ask me that? That's yeah, I mean, like... Iowa, Minnesota, Indianapolis. <laughs> True, right. I've, I've lived a few different places, but um, I was actually living in Dallas, Texas, and I met a very nice man. Uh-uh. And love so, did <laughs> love did it. So, yes, I was very much in love. I was very young. And um, he's from here. His name's Matt, actually. He's still a good friend of mine. So Shout out to Matt. Yeah, shout out to Matt. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so he's from Indy, and um, he wanted to move back. And my mom's from Chicago, so I have family there. So I was just like, well, why not? You know, if it doesn't work for me in Indy, I can just move to Chicago and be closer to my family. And Dallas is really far. I mean, most of my family is Minnesota and, okay. and Chicago. So it just it just seemed right at the time. And yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Well, you're here. <laughs> I am here. All right. So, well, this, I, I don't, I, I kind of explained to you beforehand. Uh, I wanted to talk about basically what the concept of this three part series that I'm doing. So, ideally, what I wanted to do is I wanted to talk to people, and I call it the self made series. Meaning, I know James mentioned a few times on the episode, like, you know, I'm not self-made. I've had help. I've had, you know, help as far as just support and everything like that. But what I meant by the self-made aspect of it is a lot of business owners and a lot of people who've fallen into businesses, it's been passed down. It's been passed down. It's been inherited. Not taking anything away from those individuals because it still takes hard work. I'm talking about the individuals that's had an ideal, even if you had investors or people who's in supporting you, you still had to give your hard work, your sweat, your sweat and tears, your you know, just, sweat equity. Yeah. Yes. And just saying, hey, I have to build this up through hard work, discipline, support. So that's kind of like my ideal what it was. So, you know, when you told me your story of, you know, basically you know, I guess you can tell us now. So, <laughs> sure. so before you owned this business, yes. before you became owner of uh, Body Space Yoga and Wellness in Fountain Square, <laughs> <laughs> um, what were you doing before that? What got you in the ideal? What got you into yoga and everything like that? Oh, yeah. Well, um, definitely my mother got me into yoga. Um, growing up, I mean, still to this day, she gets up and does um, a couple sun salutations, which is kind of a set sequence of yoga poses that is very fluid and you can do repeatedly a couple times. You just spoke Korean to me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, language. it's, yeah. But no, I want to get into that because I Absolutely. do want to explain the benefits of yoga and. Oh, yeah, I would love know. that. So, but we'll go back to that. So, like, sure. Just like, what were you doing? You know, Yeah, so my mom has always done yoga, so she taught me and my little brother when we were kids. And then, you know, so yoga, I always knew what yoga was. And then um, I, oh yeah, so I should preface with my mom's friend when she was going to college is the number one Iyengar yoga teacher in the United States. Um, Her name is Lois Steinberg, so shout out to Lois if she's listening. Um, She's a really amazing woman. So growing up, we would go to her house for New Year's Eve, and she would travel to India and talk about yoga. And I just thought she was like this really cool lady that traveled the world and taught yoga. And I was very much into ballet and dance. So yoga was a little bit of an extension for that for me. So I always had that as a childhood memory of mine is like knowing Lois and her love of yoga. 
and her being a yoga teacher. So then I pursued dance for a while and then left that and then went to college, did all the normal things, got a degree, blah, blah, blah. But I still found myself bartending and waiting tables a lot, which is, if you ask my mother, that's probably not her career choice for me. But it was good. It paid the bills. I thought I was good at it. I usually moved up um, quickly into managing and other things like that. What what was your degree in? Um, I have a nursing degree. Oh, yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, that's interesting because most people that... You know, they go straight into that. Right, field. they you know, do. I, you, they you rarely do. hear people that say, I have a nursing degree, but I'm doing And they don't else. use it. Yeah, I know everyone yeah, yeah. thinks I'm insane, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I was, you know, I think I was about 22, 24-ish. And I was working at a sports bar that's very corporate that I absolutely hated. But there happened to be a yoga studio right next door to it. So I would go to this job that I totally hated, but I would go to it knowing that after I could catch a class at this yoga studio next door. So it kind of is what kept me going for about six months. It's actually when I lived in Dallas, Texas. It's um, Sunstone Yoga Studios. Um, they're very corporate, but I really like kind of their model that they have. It was mm-hmm. always very appealing to me. So that kind of is what got me to going to classes. Granted, I always played around with yoga at the house. Like, you know, I knew my son salutes from my mom and other little classes that I'd taken and just being a dancer, you know, seeing how flexible I still am at 25 was really cool, you know? So I'd still play with it. But, um, yeah. So then once I moved here, I was still, um, bartending and I, again, was working at a small local bar and I, you know, moved up and definitely put my sweat equity into things and it's locally owned and operated. So I feel like those, um, those people, well, yeah, those people ended up being the people that were there to support me for the yoga studio because I did put in all that time. But I've, I mean, I've worked a lot of different jobs here and there, but bartending has always been something I've gone back to. Gotcha. So the, so you, the appreciation of bartending, we talked about this earlier because, Mm -hmm. you know, I think as bartending, you become... You, you tap into many fields. You can have any degree in this, you know, you're a psychologist, you're a, you know, a family therapist. Yeah. You're, right. <laughs> you're, probably, you're a financial advisor yeah, some financial days. Advisor, <laughs> you're a, you know, right. So, um, so you, you met the individuals at, at the bar that mm-hmm. become investors. How did you present that to them that you wanted to, how did you know you wanted to start your business? Because, you know, for individuals out there, that's like, that's thinking about starting a business or they have the ideal. I want them to understand like what gave, what woke when you woke up that morning, it was like, yo, I want to do this and this is how I'm going to do it. Right. What gave you that sign or what gave you that ambition? Was it just like, I'm tired of bartending or did somebody say something wrong at the bar? (laughs) Every day. (laughs) I'm just kidding. No, um, really I, so I should have, I didn't, timeline that very well I went to the University of Minnesota did not get a degree went to college in Dallas did not finish my degree moved up here with Matt and actually finished my degree and got my nursing degree so got my nursing degree um and I didn't love it um growing up with hippie parents the whole pharmaceutical world is kind of unfortunate to me and maybe that's not the right word 
but um i grew up with a lot more homeopathic yeah like like my mom lost my immunization records because it didn't mean anything to her you know because it's not what she believes you know um so nursing was hard for me. I love nursing school. I graduated with honors, worked my way through school. I'm so proud of it. It's one of the hardest things I've done in my life, and I'm so proud I finished it. But actually working in that field is very different for me. And just, I know it's not fun, but you have to get your chops, you know, working on a hospital floor. And I just... Yeah, so the American dream, go to college, get your degree, yeah, professional. Yeah. Mm-hmm, I mean, right. A lot of us is going through. <laughs> right. Know, so. so, you know, so I found a non-traditional nursing job and I um, decided to work for a medical startup company, which was actually a really amazing experience for me. Um, it's actually given me a lot of the tools that I've needed to open my own business. Mm. Um, I was an executive assistant for the CEO of the startup. We were um, developing a non-pharmaceutical, non-surgical device to help decrease anxiety and pain and depression, which those are lofty hopes and ideas. You know, it was very in the research development phase when I was there, but that ended up not working out. You know, startups have a hard time, you know, keeping their financials straight, which I definitely understand. (laughs) But, um, so I left that and went back to the bar and I was just working at the bar and I was managing again and it was fine and I liked it, but I just, everyone that knows me and that was around me knew that like, that really wasn't my calling. Like I'm a good bartender. I'm an okay bar manager. I can, I, I'm the best server like ever. I am such a good server. That's probably <laughs> where my uh, best qualities lie in the service industry. Um, but you know, it just, it, it didn't sing to me. It didn't, you know, really make my heart happy. Wasn't it? Was, I mean, do you, I mean, I guess it goes to the question of like, was it that your passion was somewhere else? I mean, I know you said you love, you thought you were real good at the bartending and, mm-hmm. the, and the, you know, serving, right. But was it just like you said, like not in your heart? Like, not, did you seek passion somewhere else? Yeah, I just wanted something that, you know, that you wake up every day being excited to do. And I'm not saying that the service industry isn't beneficial because, like you said, you play so many roles when you yeah. work in a bar or a restaurant. Oh, yeah. You know, your therapist, financial advisor, yeah, totally, spiritual yeah, leader, yeah, you know, yeah. you, you play all these roles. But I just knew that I wanted to do something, I guess maybe, you know, because I wanted to be a nurse. I wanted to do something more in health and wellness okay. that... I'm not saying that bars don't uplift people, but I really wanted to do something that, you know, really had a positive impact on somebody's life, right. you know, in a more health and wellness okay. sense. So going back to the question, how did you, um, how did you approach? How did body it? space come to life? Yeah. So how do you, I know you said, and you're, and you're open about, you know, mm-hmm. investors and people believe yeah, in you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, how did you that morning you woke up or how was it like mm-hmm. a process of presenting to them? Did you continue to tell them, Hey, I have this dream. I have right. This right. Or was it just like, I woke up one morning and they were just like, yo, let's do it. How was that's that? kind of how it was. was it? Okay. Um, it's so crazy. So I think they could tell I was really unhappy and I'd been, you know, telling them, I, I love working at that bar. I'll always love that bar. But, um, I had been telling them I want to go to Costa Rica and be a yoga teacher and just teach yoga for the rest of my life. And I, you know, because the whole medicine part was so sad for me. Um, so I, I guess they were listening when I was saying that at least, and they, 
I was literally mopping the bar floor one day and they both came in and it's a, a man and a woman. So the woman, so they come into the bar and the woman has this like shit eating grin on her face. And I can totally tell like she has something really important to say to me or like okay. exciting because they're, they're close personal friends of mine. And she's just like, so when are you going to do yoga teacher training? And I think I said the next one starts in two weeks and she's like, you should sign up for that. And then the guy turns to her and was like, thought you were going to wait to tell her. And she's just like, no, we're opening a yoga studio and we want you to run it. (laughs) It's just like, what? Seriously? Uh, So that's really essentially how it happened is like, you know, they're local business owners and they had this idea and they saw something that I was very passionate about. And I'd already been teaching her lessons, like private yoga lessons, even though technically wasn't a teacher then. But, um, so she knew how much I loved yoga. The yoga police are listening. I know. Right. <laughs> so she knew how much I loved yoga and she knew, you know, I had a really strong work ethic. I worked for that bar for a little over five years on and off. Um, so I think just, you know, that combination of, you know, me being another, you know, younger single female as she was when she was starting out in her industry that she saw that same thing in me. So so how did the process go? I know that, you know, they're the investors, but you are the owner. How how did like how much work did you have to put in from there? I know they're like, hey, we're going to do this. You just didn't jump and say, OK, I'm going to start teaching. Right. What yeah. Was the work yeah. That you had to put in and what kind of my thing. OK, you have the investors and they have mm-hmm. the trust in you and you've proven that to them. Yeah. So individuals out there who have shown and they've in a. Did you ever mention it to them or they just saw that the passion? No, I really didn't. I've always in the back of my head thought about like, oh, I would love to own my own business. So I think I told them before, you know, because bartending and, you know, service industry is my industry. I I think I would say things to them like, you know, I want to own a bar someday or maybe I can buy this bar from you guys. You know, they don't have kids and stuff. I claim myself as their child at this point. But, um, you know, so there's things like that. So they understood as much as I didn't love being a manager that I did own up to those responsibilities and just really caring for the, the, the wealth or not the wealth, the future of the business and just, you know, making sure the employees are happy, whether it's the other bartenders or the guys that work in the kitchen or, you know, just making sure everyone's communicating. Like I really took it upon myself to, um, make that place the best place it could possibly be to work, you know? And I think they saw that in me and were just like, Hey, if we let her have her own place, you know, I think that she'll step up to that. So what work did you have to do to, to get to this to get place, to, yeah, to get to this point? I mean, yeah. to, to eventually get the keys to open us up and say, Hey, we're in business. I mean, what, what, yeah. How long what was the process? To- um, so probably about a year ago, well, a little over a year ago, um, they came to me when I was mopping the bar floor and said, Hey, we want to invest in a yoga studio. So, you know, those words were put out into the universe. So it was kind of like, all right, we're going to start this. So we started, oh yeah. So first I had to sign up for teacher training, which actually was starting five days after they approached me. So five days later, I was starting a 200 hour teacher training program, which was, it took six months. It was really amazing. It was really intense. Um, I loved it. I would do it every year of my life if I could, (laughs) but yeah, so the getting my certification. So you have to have a 200 hour yoga Alliance certification to teach yoga. Okay. 
Um, so that's your accreditation per se. And then we had to find a space and that took, I mean, we didn't find the space until October. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it took nine months mm-hmm. to really find the the location that I wanted. Mm-hmm. That was probably a bigger obstacle, but yeah. Okay. So, I, I mean, I guess one of the things that I, I did when I, I mean, after this, we can go into the meaning of yoga because I think everyone knows what yoga is and. I took a yoga class in college. Good, good. I got a yoga credit. Yes, <laughs> yes. But one of the things that I wanted to talk about, um, you always hear people say, you know, I, I'm done. I, I don't want to work for someone else. You know, I want to be my own boss. Yeah. You know, and, you know, I, I guess maybe you can help me clear this up because, like, being your own boss it probably takes, I mean, you know, as far as financial, I think people think once I become my own boss, I'm just about to be rich or no. I'm about to be, <laughs> um, wake up whenever I want and, you know, break down being your own boss. <laughs> <laughs> break down being my own boss. Because yeah. um, I think that's a misconception. A lot of people think I yeah. just own a business and I get up when I want to get up. Um, I'm going to make money as soon as I start my business. You know what I mean? So, right. And you totally can, but your doors aren't going to be open very long. You know, you can do whatever you want because nobody else is in charge. But I mean, it takes a lot yeah. of discipline. Tell me your schedule. Um, most days I get up 530. Um get to the studio 6.30. If there's a 6.30 class, I have to be there by 5.30. So that means I get up even earlier. Um, and then sometimes I teach at 6.30. And then I have a period between 7.30 to 10 where the studio is not quite open yet. But I usually stay, get paperwork done. Um, actually, so I have two investors, so we're, we're each equal part owners. So my end of the deal is that I run the studio. Um, I don't necessarily do all of the business aspect of things, but I maintain a staff. I maintain our schedule. I do all of our social media and our marketing. Um, so that that's a lot. So I spend... Um, probably 70% of my time doing, sitting at a computer and 30% of my time teaching. How so, many hours a week do you think you work? Oh man, it depends on the, I mean, lately I haven't been around as much, but I mean, yeah, I'll be here. I could say easily I'm here from 8am till 8pm, six days a week, you know, and then I have another job. I work on Saturday nights too. So it gets pretty intense. You have to be very disciplined. Yeah. And I think, I think more so than not, you, what you've told me is that this is your passion. This is my passion. So I think, you know, for individuals out there, you know, with just, even just hearing what you're saying, just the time that you're spending here and the dedication that you have to be in, that you, that you have to put in, I mean, this has to be your passion. It has to Absolutely. be something you love. And I think a lot of people just get tired of the same old, the dramatics of a nine to five. Mm-hmm. Or, but they don't know what comes with it. <laughs> right. Mean, welcome to the, It's a whole different type of drama. Right. Sure. But it's yeah. so much easier to, to work 12 hours a day for six days in a row when it's for yourself. And granted, I have investors, but I'm lucky that they completely like support what I'm about and what, what the studio is about and my vision and my dream that, you know, 
they're pretty hands off. I call them hands off investors. I mean, granted, they hold my hand when it comes to stuff like, you know, registering LLC and figuring out our taxes because Olivia doesn't know all that. <laughs> but, you know, when it comes to like running the studio as a yoga yeah. studio, they're really like, you know, we want your ideas and you're the expert in that area. So it's so, it's amazing. That's cool. That's yeah, cool. it's really amazing. So what is yoga? Oh, what is yoga? Yeah, I just know. Uh, wait, let me tell you a pose. Um, something with dog in it. Downward though. facing. Downward facing dog. dog. <laughs> Everybody knows that. Even my dog can do downward facing dog. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, what is yoga? I know it's very. You know, when I when I took the class in a joking way, I say you know something with dog in it. But <laughs> I really respected it after I got out the class yeah. because I didn't really understand the spiritual aspect of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really. I think. That was probably like a peaceful time in my life, although it was just like, oh, I need a credit hour. But it right. was good that I took it because, I mean, it really, I, I kind of took it in a joking way, but, you know, by halfway through it, I'm like, oh, right. I got it. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah, so, no, I totally understand. I took yeah. a golf class like that one time for, <laughs> for a college gym credit. Yeah. I, I totally Welcome understand. to college. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yoga? Okay. Right? Why not? <laughs> well, yoga is pretty, um, yoga means different things to different people. Um, in the U S people relate it to the physical aspects of taking a yoga class. So you come to the class, you breathe a little bit, you do some yoga poses like downward facing dog. Mm -hmm. Then, you know, you might meditate for a little bit and then you're done. Okay. For other people, it's definitely more of a lifestyle. Like there's karma, karma yoga and there's, um, cryo yoga and there's definitely more, types of yoga than I could ever begin to explain, but they're not all physically based. A lot of it is, um, lifestyle and spiritually based Mm -hmm. and, um, but you know, one commonality between all the different styles of yoga is no matter what style of yoga it is, it's about making you as an, as an individual, a better person or trying to make the world around you a better place. Mm. So that's something I think that really draws me to yoga is that that's why I wanted to get into medicine is I wanted to make the world a better place, but I didn't feel with what I was doing that was really happening. So yoga might seem silly, but it's still putting positive energy out there. What are, what are the benefits? I mean, even if we just say, um, physically, what is physically? physically? Well, I mean, um, there's lots of case studies and scientific evidence that talks about, um, decreased anxiety, decreased feelings of depression. Um, yoga definitely gets you in touch with your body and just more people need to move their bodies more and people don't understand it. So if a yoga, if yoga is the way that gets you to move your body, then it's definitely, you know, beneficial for you. Um, I forgot where I was going with that. Sorry. (laughs) Just the benefits. Of, the benefits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. And it, I mean, it can regulate your metabolism. You yeah. regularly do yoga. It won't necessarily decrease your metabolism, but let's say you were eating healthy, you know, maybe regularly working out, even if that's just walking for 30 minutes three times a week and you throw a yoga class in there, it's definitely going to help you stabilize your metabolism. Mm-hmm. So if I was just, um, you know, if I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a listener and I'm mm-hmm. listening to the Stakes Aside podcast on SoundCloud through my yes. SoundCloud app. <laughs> I'm working on my iTunes account right now. <laughs> no, if I was just a, you know, a listener and I just want to come, you know, to body space yoga and wellness and 
what if I'm a, I'm I'm a person that's I'm, I'm kind of intimidated, you know. I don't know, yeah. you know. What 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 should I expect coming through the doors? I mean, is it an intense? Is it just kind of like a beginner's class? Do you have different classes that you do? Or? Yeah, we definitely have a lot of different classes here. Um, there's never been a yoga studio in Fountain Square, which is the neighborhood the yoga studio is in. Right. So um, I've definitely had to change kind of my focus and my business plan, essentially. Um, I'm very... I like a really hard athletic yoga class where you're like sweating and you might feel like you're going to die in the middle of it. Not everybody likes that. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny because when I first started a class and she said, you know, towards the end of the class, we're going to, she gave some yoga instructor name, some spiritual guy. And she was real, she kind of had a hippie background. But, <laughs> you know, when we first went in, you're right. We just kind of did some breathing and, mm-hmm. You know, it was like, all right, cool. This is easy. It's easy. You know, as it went on, the class got more intense. Yes. And what? By, I mean, I couldn't even finish. And I was, you know, I'm fairly. I feel like big strong fireman. You know, but even in college, being younger, yeah. I mean, like I tapped out. Yep. I was like, yo, this mm-hmm. is. I mean, it was very intense. Yeah. Like, I can't do this. You and know? it can be, but it doesn't always have to be. Right, so right. that's something I've had to learn. Um, opening, you know, a new yoga studio is like. I think I might have scared a few people away because my classes might have been a little too hard. (laughs) So I'm sorry if you were scared. I promise we've made them a little more public friendly. But but that's something that, because that happened, the whole um, attitude of the studio changed. So now we say yoga and wellness for everybody. So we are body space, yoga, and wellness for everybody, which I love because... If you know me, I always want to be all-encompassing and be inclusive as possible. And that's part of our mission statement here, too, is inclusivity. It's really important to me that I don't think that there's really this, like, social trend right now that you have to be, like, upper middle class in shape and white to take yoga. And I'm none of those things. I am, like, the opposite of any of those things. Maybe in shape. I'm a little bit in shape. (laughs) But, I'm, you know, and I just... I want people to know that, that yeah. I don't think. That I think that... yoga fell in the same, uh, it's, it fell in the same category as like, let's just say uh, golf. Correct. You know, and, mean, and my meaning behind that is it kind of fell into, it was more um, culturally white. It was more, you know, upper class. Yeah, you have to have money. You have to have money. It was and, expensive. It was really expensive yeah, at and first. I think, I think, you know, it seems like as of lately, even just before I had even met you, mm-hmm. I start seeing more you, more yoga. It is yoga. There we go. Yoga. All right. <laughs> well, yoga is about you, so you can call uh, yoga. <laughs> more yoga studios popping up. I even start seeing the hot yoga. Yeah. And all the different. So it seemed like it became trendy. I even, you know, it's, you know, it's, um, something's blowing up when you can go on Groupon. <laughs> There's a Groupon for it. Definitely. <laughs> so you want to find a newest train, go to Groupon. <laughs> Absolutely. So I start seeing Groupon, you know, and I was just like, hey, this is kind of blowing up. So it is. You know, um, it was kind of like what Pilates was. Like, you remember Pilates? Yeah, Pilates yeah. blew up like maybe six years ago and then it just yep. kind of fell off. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's still I people. Know, but it became like, oh, yeah. Big, yeah. Pilates kinda, was, yeah, it's kinda it like surpassed what, everything else in the yeah, fitness world. Yeah, you kind of have those trends of mm-hmm. like. You remember, um, uh, you know, when, uh, what's it called? Tybo. Tybo. Tybo was such a trend. And then you uh, had. Step class. Step aerobics. Yeah, yeah. step aerobics. <laughs> and then you kind of had the, um, 
what's the salsa the um zumba zumba <laughs> he kind of had the zumba so you know <laughs> i think it's just like you know and with that with all that is i think it's just that you know health and wellness is becoming very uh, a billion dollar industry major industry so yeah um so i mean i you, you talked about the physical what kind of mental like you know um benefits benefits could i get from yoga clarity sense of calm um so one of my favorite yoga sayings is yoga awakens you to your body and meditation settles you into yourself so at the beginning of most traditional yoga classes you'll take about five minutes to just either sit or lay on your back close your eyes breathe and clear your mind Mm. And then you do that for like five minutes at the end of class. And the 10 little minutes you spend being calm and clearing your mind, I mean, that'll take you, I mean, that can take you so many places. Mm -hmm. And there's, and that's the thing as much as, you know, I love instantly getting, you know, money and emails and packages and this, that, and the other. There's a lot to be said about slowing everything down and just you know, taking that time to enjoy the stillness. I know I've seen a lot of uh, like when you have a lot of people dealing with depression or even just sleep anxiety. Mm -hmm. I hear a lot, a lot of people recommending a lot of therapists and doctors. Absolutely. Yoga because it kind of gives you, it teaches you how to clear your mind. Right. Right. And and when I, not to keep going back to college, which is a while. (laughs) I remember we used to, she used to have us doing at the end of class. Mm -hmm doing these breathing exercises yeah. telling us and talking real, you know, and, you know <laughs> using her yoga asleep. voice. Yeah. But <laughs> that's asleep. not half bad because, yeah, like, yeah, ha- but how much were you eight? I mean, like think about how much you had to still and quiet your yeah, mind to get man. you into that sleep state. You know, what's crazy. I think I had the highest GPA that, that semester. You probably did. Yoga gave me an A, but no, nah, I think it was just like a way of, you're, you're, it really calms right, you. Right? Yeah, it really yes. does. I mean, I mean, think of what other times during your day do you, like, just stop everything you're doing and just, like, focus and take stillness for a moment. Yeah, hardly ever. You yeah. know, I, I know professional athletes kind of do their own, like, I'm going to be, I don't know, like, I think Phil prep Jackson's for the game. Again, right, in my... Know, therapy and mind, you know, just kind of, yeah. you know, uh, meditating and stuff like that. Right, so. right. And transcendental med- meditation is huge right now, too. So, I yeah, yeah I just, I think... It sounds so simple and almost like too basic, but just something about just like being quiet and taking stillness for a brief amount of time. It really, it helps you reset. It is like sleeping or taking a nap. You know, your brain gets to like get those bills off your mind. Absolutely. Stress of work off your mind. You know, absolutely. You know, appreciate that still relief from that tension. I mean, it makes sense. Enough of us probably don't do it. So, Mm -hmm. yep. Come to body space, yoga, and wellness. You Absolutely, some, you feel some, good about yourself. Good. <laughs> yeah. Um, before we go, I, I really want to, you know, and I, James, I apologize. I wish I would have let you do this, but what are some tips, or what are some, um, what would you say if an individual out there listening right now, like, hey, I want to start a business. I want to. What kind of um, advice would you give them? What kind of tips would you give them to motivate them to say, you know? This is give them some motivation to say, I'm going to do this. Right. Uh, so what, what would you? That's a really good question. Um, you know, I've kind of always been the person that when someone's like, let's do this. I'm like, yeah, let's do this. I'm not talking about like jump off a cliff. But, you know, I've had a few jobs here and there that 
I probably wasn't qualified for or didn't understand. Like I might not have been qualified to open a yoga studio, you know, but when that opportunity was presented to me, I just said yes and put my 110% into it. And of course I have my fears and my worries, which you should have. And that's natural. But sometimes you just have to like start by doing, you know, and you can't like, you can't hesitate. You just have to say yes and like grab the bull by its horns and just do it. And that, that'd probably be my advice for people that are like, I want to do something, then go do it. Like, seriously, just go do it. And you might start at point A and you might end up at point G and then go back to point C, but you started somewhere and you, you know, created that momentum for yourself. You gave it a try. Absolutely. So, um, what if it is, then this goes back to the passion of it. What mm-hmm. if it's something that I'm like, I think I want to do it. You know, it sounds like it'd be cool. What advice would you give me? You right. Know, like, you know, Man, you know what it sounds it sounds cool is open up that bread spot. Although I don't really have a passion for bread. <laughs> I have a passion for making bread whatsoever. Yeah. But like I just think that'd be cool. What mm-hmm. kind of advice would you give me of like, you know Starting out, trying should, to figure it should out. Should I do it or should right. I Right. Well, I definitely if it hadn't been yoga, I guess, or a bar, I probably wouldn't have tried to open my own business. Those are two kind of the fields that I have experience in. So basically, but, make sure you have a Well, life. not necessarily, but you can, you can get experience. Like if someone was to come in here and be like, I want to shadow you um, and learn about owning or running a small local business or a yoga studio, I would say yes. And that's kind of how I think like, yeah, if you want to open a bakery, go find someone that has a bakery that's local that will, you will, you know, you could potentially shadow or just, you know, sit down with them, buy them a cup of coffee, talk to them for an hour, see what they have to say. So that may give you the reality of like, yes. Yeah. 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 That might not be for you then. Yeah, I'm gonna miss scandal. <laughs> or whatever show you watch. <laughs> right. Yeah, man. I really appreciate you, you know, doing the podcast with me. I uh I we rescheduled a couple times, but, <laughs> yeah, you know, but yeah. Now I really I really appreciate it just, you know, you come and telling your story. And, Thank you. You know, um maybe if we you know, I do wanna do I do wanna do a conversation about you know, being adopted. Absolutely. Yeah. That'd be, so, um, anybody like everybody listening, you know, anyone that's interested in yoga, you know, this is a dope studio. It's smaller. It seems like it's very intimate. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, I advise you even just to come by, swing by. If you're going to come down to fountain square, they have great restaurants, swing by the yoga studio. What time are you open? Um, during the week we open at 10 a.m. and then Saturdays at 10 a.m. and then Sundays at noon. What time you close? 9 p.m. 9 p.m. or 5 yeah. p.m. It depends on okay. the day. Yeah, swing by the studio, check it out. Um, you know they have a great setup here. It's body space, yo well yo wellness and <laughs> yoga. yoga. <laughs> body space, space yoga, yoga and, and wellness. wellness. <laughs> yeah, because there's another body space out there. Yes, <laughs> in California. Don't go to California. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, please go to Body Space Yoga and Wellness. Come by here and check it out. Seriously, it's um, it's a nice spot. Address is thirteen fifteen Shelby Street, Sweet B. Sweet B, there it is. Everybody, thanks for listening. Um, please, once again, go to SoundCloud, um, download SoundCloud app, go to Stakes Is High podcast, listen to this episode over and over and over. Or you will see all the rest of my episodes on there. Like I said, I have about 16 um, all different conversations. Um, some of the conversations are 
a little vulgar, but this is an adult podcast, but some of them are like today. We had a great conversation just talking about business. Next week, I have another guest that's um, that's going to end the series of the self-made conversation. Um, I just want to, like I said, my motivation in this podcast, in this episode of this series is to motivate individuals that's possibly looking into you know, starting their own business and also individuals that may be interested in like today, interested in some yoga and uh, get your mind right. All right. Everyone, thanks for listening. Stakes is high podcast. Peace.